Alright, how's it going? Welcome to the Dadwise Podcast. This is episode three. Thanks for joining me. Um, I'm Isaac, the host. Um, just want to let you know that you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and obviously podcasts you found us. Uh, there's also a blog that I update a couple times a week with some thoughts and ideas and uh, different things. Um, so you can go check that out, dadwise.co, for all of those things. Um, today we're talking about a topic that I have kind of been wrestling with, thinking over, mulling over the last few months, and in a couple different books, it's been brought up, and so I figured I'd talk about it. Uh, It fits early on in the podcast because it is the role of a father. Uh, What is our role? What is our job as fathers? Um, And it's a pretty important thing to figure out, especially for me. Uh, I'm a a father of three. I'm also uh, running a, a podcast that's talking about fatherhood, so I should figure out and nail down what exactly is a father's role. Um, and so in the modern world, in the, the last 50 or so years, the role of father has really been kind of up for grabs. Um, the traditional role of father was breadwinner, uh, maybe disciplinarian, um, hopefully present in the household, but usually the stereotypical father uh, went to work, made the money, and mom stayed home with the kids. And dad would come home and read his newspaper or do whatever, watch the tube once the the television was invented. Um, but modern men are uh, different, and uh, modern women are also different because uh, women are going to work. And so the primary breadwinner role is not just the man anymore. Um, and so having a working mom is not really a, a novel thing. It's kind of strange if the mom stays home with the kids these days. So uh, the role of man uh, has been called into question. And in this book I was reading, um, it's called Of Boys and Men. It's by Richard Reeves. He was talking about kind of the the meta idea of manhood and fatherhood. And he thinks about it in kind of societal, societal terms and more political um, ideas and how we can shape policy to encourage men to be more involved with their families. Um, but he points out some interesting things, and this is from an article in The Guardian where they're talking about the book. Um, I'll link this in the show notes. You can find those on the website or um, on Spotify. There's a little area where you can put links, so I'll drop this in there. Um, this is the quote. It says, not only are men seen as and too often are, they have to add that in, violent and dangerous in advanced economies, men are three times more likely than women to take their own lives. According to research cited in Think Tank, research fellow Richard Reeves' new book of Boys and Men, males are much more likely to feel socially excluded, far less likely to thrive after divorce if they don't remarry. At the same time, girls are outperforming boys in most academic disciplines and rapidly closing the gap in those in which boys lead not just in schools, but in universities across the rest the Western world. In the U.S., 57% of bachelor degrees are now awarded to women. There is a genuine male malaise developing that should not be obscured by the flourishing of a small minority at the top. Lower down the social rung, the sense of male obsolescence is growing, along with signs of failure and alienation. And so this idea that there is obsolescence of the male 
is um, I think felt pretty deeply in a lot of men. Like, what am I doing if I'm not providing for my family? Um, if that's not my primary role anymore, then what is my role? Um, and I do think providing for your family is still a primary role for men, um, but I think there's a lot more to it. And um, <clears throat> the call for a father is more than just putting food on the table. And so I do appreciate the the modern men, um, the encouragement from a lot of society for men to be more involved in the house and be more involved as fathers. And I think um, that can give us a vision for how to move forward as men. Um, one of the books that I've been reading lately is called um, Family Revision by Jeremy Pryor. I had it. I don't know where I put it. Um, it's around here somewhere. But uh, Jeremy Pryor um, points out uh, a, a role that he thinks will fit well with men, and the analogy is that of a coach. And so he says that a father's role is to be the coach of their family. And that fits for a lot of reasons, and the analogy breaks down eventually, but um, it works well, and it fits with kind of how I uh, see my role, and it has given me good language for how to talk about my family. And so he talks about family teams, and he talks about dads as the coach, and the wife can be uh, a manager, assistant coach, however you want to say it. Uh, but your oldest child would then be uh, the captain of the team and then different uh, players on the team as you have more and more children um, can find their different roles. And I love this vision of coach and team because it makes the family uh, a unit. Uh, it brings unity to the family. You're not just individuals who use the family to go achieve your own goals. You are a family and you contribute to the family and build up the family. And um, so a couple of the different um, analogies, uh, training your children. So uh, a coach trains his players, right? There is a game, a sport that you're playing and you're going to train them. If you're playing football, you need to teach the center how to snap. You need to teach the quarterback how to read a defense and you need the receivers to learn how to catch a ball. And so for your kids, um, you, we as dads are constantly training our children how to talk, how to walk, how to not poop in their diaper, <laughs> how to respect adults and give firm, firm handshakes and how to interview for jobs and how to court a girl when they're old enough, uh, how to deal with technology in the house and all sorts of different things. The dad's job is to be training and coaching. Um, and I feel like there is an absence of this in the modern household where men are not coaching their children and so they're kind of left to just figure things out on their own. Um, when I was a youth pastor, I ran into all sorts of kids who just didn't know basic things about life. Like, man, hey, you need to start wearing deodorant. You smell bad. <laughs> or like, hey, this is how you change a tire. Or man, you need to learn how to have a conversation with an adult. Look them in the eye and say hello and shake their hand. And these are like 14, 15, 16 year olds that just weren't trained in their house in practical everyday stuff. Uh, today, my toddler, we were at Tractor Supply getting food for our chickens and our bunnies. And he was like, Dad, come over here right now. And I was like, hey, buddy, you can't talk to me that way. You can say, Dad, please come over here. And then I'll say, one second, I'm doing something. I don't just respond to every demand that you make as a toddler. 
and he's learning to say please and thank you, and it's really great, uh, but there's constant training in that area that needs to happen. The second thing that a, a coach does that a dad also does is establish vision and purpose. And so I kind of talked about each player of the team uh, earlier, and the dad plays a major role in giving that vision to the family. And so you as a dad can create like a uh, a vision for the family or a mission statement for your family. And I have a deal on my website where you can download a how to make a vision statement um, PDF and you can work through that. Um, I'm also going to do a podcast later on how to create a family vision. But uh, the coach's job is to cast vision for the team. Without vision, people perish. That's uh, I think that's a proverb in the Bible. Um And so we need to be casting vision for our family or else our kids won't really know what are we doing? What's the point of all of this? And so I kind of experimented with this this last week, um, wrote down some vision for us. And then um, specifically for my oldest son, um, I kind of took him aside and talked to him on one of our our car rides together um, to soccer practice. And I was like, hey, buddy, you are the... uh, what are you? You're not the most valuable player. Um, what's it called? Not the coach. You're the captain. You're the captain of the team. And he's like, what's a captain? And I was like, well, the captain is someone who takes ownership for the team and he implements the coach's vision on the field. And so he helps to train all the other players up uh, in their roles uh, as players. And so your job is to help me um, kind of trickle down this vision that we have for the rest of the team. And Jeremy Pryor points out, and I don't know if it's in his book or one of his podcasts, but um, if you have the captain of your team's heart, the rest of the players' hearts come with it. Uh, I'm sure you've seen conflict that different uh, star players have with their coaches and how that just doesn't go well. The whole team disintegrates if one of the best players or the captain doesn't respect or like the coach. So if you're a coach of the team, your primary job is to get the captain on the same page. Um, We talked last week about how to stay connected with your wife. And so, I mean, that's your number one, stay connected with your wife. Your number two would be to get the heart of the captain of your team. Um, And so establish vision and purpose for the individuals and then as uh, a whole family what is your vision what is your purpose um and then another thing that a coach does is to uh think about the long game the end goal is to get to the super bowl or the end goal is to have a dynasty <laughs> seven super bowls in a row whatever um but as dads we should be thinking about our grandchildren and our great grandchildren and so to be thinking about the legacy that we're going to be leaving behind. It's not just about the everyday minutia of discipline, but it's about creating humans with strong character and developing assets and uh, establishing uh, order and rule in our house so that uh, for generations there can be abundance and life and um, peace. <laughs> and so that is kind of the, the vision of a coach, the vision of a father is to be thinking not just your kids, but their kids and their kids' kids. And to even be talking like that, like, hey, when you have kids someday, you're going to want to teach them how to respect their parents, right? Because you'll be their parents. And I found that to be very helpful when talking with my kids. I'm like, hey, someday when you're married, you're going to want to go on date nights with your wife too, right? And so mom and I have to go out on a date every week. And you get to hang out with grandma, and that's great. Um, but sometimes they do complain about us leaving on date nights, so I have to kind of cast the vision uh, for that as well. 
Um, I'm going to kind of just end here by uh, reading a quote from Jeremy Pryor's book, um, Revision, Family Revision. Um, You can check it out. I'll have a link to it here also. Um, But this is what he says. He says, fatherhood is a fairly simple idea. Fathers live to bless their future generations. So wisdom for a new father largely consists of choosing to spend the rest of his life serving his grand and great-grandchildren. Building a strong, God-honoring, abundant, multi-generational family was the job you received the moment your first child was born. Following the leading of the Holy Spirit, making covenants with God, trusting in the promises of Christ, multiplying assets, securing family alliances, training to protect and defend family and friends, setting clear, legally binding land boundaries and water rights, having and training children, establishing a family burial plot, finding great spouses for your children, and ensuring everything you've built is passed down in a safe way to the next generation is your to-do list before you die. Dads, let's get to work. Um, So Jeremy Pryor is pulling all of this from Father Abraham, the original father. Um, Well, I guess Adam would be the original father, but Abraham's the first one that really does it right and gives us a good layout for what to do. So like when he says, uh, establish a family burial plot, that is something that Abraham did. Um, But the first three things, I'll just kind of point this out real quick is he says, following the leading of the Holy Spirit, making covenants with God, and trusting in the promises of Christ. And so if you're not a believer or a follower of Jesus, this can just be having the vision for your life. This is where you're going and what you're doing. And so as Christians, this is the foundation for what we're doing. The next thing he says is multiplying assets. So as a father, our job is still to um, win bread, (laughs) Um, but also to be wise with our finances and to... um, have assets and to diversify and to build multi-generational wealth. Um, We could have a whole podcast about that. Um, That's a great topic. Um, Land boundaries, water rights, some of this stuff is just for Abraham, but helping your children find spouses. All of this is the dad's role, according to Jeremy Pryor. And I just want to point out real quick as we close that this is totally different than um, being your child's friend or your child's plaything. Uh, it's great for kids to um, have their dads play with them, or it's good for us to play with our kids, get down on the floor with them and wrestle and play and mess around. But our job really isn't to just play fantasy with them all the time. Our job is to to draw them into our adult world and to uh, be building something greater. And um, you can draw your kids into that. They can come to work with you, or you can talk vision with them about uh, when you do have to leave the house to go do something, um, you can tell them why. Uh, you're building a family legacy and growing our family assets so that we can um, establish our family in uh, in security and safety. And another part he points out is training to protect and defend your friends and family. Uh, Abraham raises an army, and he goes and gets Lot, who gets taken because he's being a fool. Um, I heard a guy talking on Instagram about, I think it was an interview they did with someone who uh, was like a child sex offender, and they asked him, like, what do you look for in a child that you're targeting to groom? And he talked about, he said, the first thing I look for is... Uh, the father. Is the father a dangerous man? And if he's dangerous, I stay away from his children. And if he's present, I also stay away. And so 
our job as fathers is also to protect our family and to be dangerous, um, to keep uh, the bad guys away and to be present enough uh, where we can um, see danger coming and uh, intervene when we need to. So um, I think that's it for today. The role of a father, coach, protector, provider. Uh, This really just helped me to think about my role in a different way Um, because I know sometimes coming into the household feels like foreign territory. Like work is not easy, but it makes sense. You can go to work, you can do your job, and then you come home and there's a lot of moving parts and it's like, how do I integrate back into the family? Wife's cooking, the kids are kind of losing it. If it's five o'clock, it's kind of the end of the day where everyone is unraveling and so to come in and be able to provide coaching and direction and um, uh, just think about your role a little bit differently. It also helps to shape the way you think about your weeks and your mornings if you have mornings with your kids or evenings with your kids to be constantly um, training, pitching vision and helping draw your kids out um, to be the best that they can be. So uh, thanks for listening. That's all I have for us today. Uh, We'll be back again next Monday with another topic. I think we're talking about technology, how to be a tech-wise family. So that'll be a good one. Uh, If you want to help me out, you can like this wherever it is, and you can hit subscribe and leave a rating on iTunes or whatever they call it these days, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it is. Uh, But that's all for now, and I'll, uh, I'll see you guys later.